Welcome to Z-Code Sports Betting Podcast, your place where insider secrets, tricks, and systems are revealed to help you become a successful sports investor. Let the show begin. Hey, Harold. Welcome back. It's been years since your last podcast, and we're thrilled to have you on again. For those that may not be familiar with your persona just yet, could you give us an insight to your personal life, where you're from and where you grew up? Hey, uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to be able to reconnect again, you know, after all these years. Um, for, for those of you like connecting with me for the first time, uh, my name's Haru. Um, I'm originally from Central California here in the United States. Um, I was raised there and then moved to Las Vegas with my family when I was about 12 years old. Then I've been living here ever since pretty much. I pretty much grew up here. Um, like like most students, I, I pursued college education here at the University of Las Vegas. Had a focus in finance. Um, spent a few years there. But then due to like lack of passion and like motivation kind of lost interest so I, I i dropped out to open up a business um engaged for a few years there um I learned a little bit about business and then started applying you know my passion from like sports and my experience with business to kind of go at the market or the, the betting market in a little mm. bit of a different way than i did that did before so um there's a lot that's been changed over the past few years and, and i'm going to be happy to share that today awesome man Sorry for getting your name wrong. <laughs> uh, no Hope worries. you forgive me. <laughs> no worries. It's not that easy to pronounce. Uh, I'll make sure to get it right from now on. So obviously, you're surrounded by a lot of different sports. You're in Vegas, I believe, now. So you're basically in the epicenter when it comes to sports betting. And how did your personal surroundings influence your betting career? What sports are closest to your heart? Well, I mean, yeah, like like you said, I I, I most people know I love the uh, sport of basketball. Growing up, you know, I I play every chance I had, even like up to this day, I'm still playing in like a few leagues around town and stuff with friends. You know, I was always watching the NBA as a kid. My favorite team was and still is the the Sacramento Kings, even though as bad as we are, <laughs> I've never missed watching a game. Um, <laughs> But sports betting to me was was sort of like self discovery. Uh-huh. I know in the in the previous interview we we talked about like my family getting together for like big boxing matches and uh, my grand my grandfather always enjoyed you know putting some money on the underdog for the main event. And so like to some degree there was some understanding and influence there from him for sure. But you know establishing that curiosity you know for sports betting on on a deeper on a deeper ever uh, level was like eventually, you know, led me to that interest and desire to, to look at this in, in a different perspective and try to approach it um, to do more with it. Mm. So I'm guessing the, the fun bets with your grandpa really influenced your betting career, I suppose, because that's where it all began. It actually, I can resemble to that story quite a lot as well, because I, I used to watch tennis myself with my grandpa and, well, we used to put a few quid there and, you know, that's how it sort of kicked off because you obviously win a few bets and yeah. realize, oh, holy shit, man, I can actually make some money from it. As, <laughs> yeah, a, as a, Not only just make money, but it's actually a lot more enjoyable to watch the, the match. And, you know, when there's money involved, there's all sorts of emotions as well. 
Definitely, yeah. So you obviously went through that learning curve of, you know, getting to know sports betting, um, you know, just like everyone in Zcode, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Everyone had to start somewhere. And can you just tell us when you joined the community, what did Zcode make you realize in terms of systematic betting and what what was the influence and also what made you join the community in the first place? Well, I mean, I, I kind of came across it searching on the web after I, you know, passed the transition of like buying picks from people because obviously that doesn't work. But I mean, uh, uh, there's a lot of things I, I liked about, you know, the community once I did, you know, come across it and join and be like being involved in a community, you know, where you, you share similar interests with others, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, it's mm. definitely intriguing. You know, it's that's it, it, kind of what made me excited about being part of part of the z code community and you know like seeing different experts at the time you know when my approach wasn't as sophisticated you know sharing their perspectives Mm. or systems that's worked for them definitely made me want to look at sports betting you know further and improving and create something for myself you know something original which was at that time the cherry parlay system and you know my focus you know after joining and, and and seeing that there was a bunch of new people coming in constantly i wanted to do something that would you know bring value to the community and uh, something others could appreciate you know but the diversity and, and like the positive energy from everyone it you know I, that i interacted with was was definitely an amazing uh, amazing experience for me mm. and you're still remembered by the community even though you may not be proactively engaged in all of the ongoings of yeah yeah but yeah of course like there's times where i you know like i'll just i'll randomly sign in at things out to like to see how things are going and then i recognize the same people on the wall so it's, <laughs> it's still it's still fun to to be able to log in sometimes and just you know touch base and catch up with them definitely and it's nice to see your name pop up as well from every, every now and then <laughs> yeah i know it's rare but you sometimes sometimes <laughs> it, i do pop up here and there so just moving forward, at the time of uh, the exponential growth, your personal growth in that case, you obviously must have come across an epiphany where you realized that you can actually make money from everything that you do. So the systematic betting, you obviously turned into your personal system. You made all the necessary changes in, in order to become professional. Mm-hmm. What sort of mistakes did you make at the start and how did you overcome them in order to become professional? Um, I'm, I mean, it, 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 it took time, you know, like most people start out and think like sports betting is such an easy thing to do. Like they think just because they watch a sport, you know, they can enter a betting market and like crush it for X amount of dollars right away. And like, it just doesn't work that way. I was like that too, of course, you know, when I first started, when I first, you know, started betting, but, you know, I, I learned to, you know, humble myself fast. And I think like humbling yourself and like setting your ego aside as quick as possible will help you enter this, you know, this thing I like to recur, uh, refer to as uh, discovery mode. And in this mode is like, you help, you can educate yourself. You keep an open perspective. You, you read and listen to experiences from others, you know, leverage mentors, other people who are doing this professionally, 
and then you know just being in that that right state of mind because it's not it when someone just you know seeks you know the sports betting you know career as a whether it's a professional or even as a hobby it's mm-hmm. just of course they're going to make mistakes you know everyone is is a rookie at in the beginning but if you keep yourself in that right state of mind and you keep your perspective open and you're willing to learn and put in the work then you'll be headed in the right direction and you'll only get better so i think you know establishing a system or or strategy for your betting is not the hardest thing to do I think where most people like crumble is in the discipline, like letting poor habits take over. You just, you know, you really start to beat yourself up. Mm. So like the more realistic your expectations are, I think the more happy you'll you'll be with performance and earnings. Like you can't expect to deposit a hundred, like a hundred bucks and turn it into $3,000 in a week. And, but like, if you've done that, congratulations, you did something, (laughs) you did something improbable, but that expectation for most is, is far from reality and it's not sustainable. Mm. So being surrounded by fantastic people, obviously you have a lot of influences around you, but what sort of, who, who is the biggest influence on your life in terms of pursuing this career and what sort of tip that you in, that influenced you the most um, pushed you towards this and pushed you pushed your career even further what's the biggest tip that's my question <laughs> I mean it's pro- it, it's probably more from from experience like it's it's just general like experience and seeing with my own eyes like people around me like growing up always having that 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 hard work mentality always you know staying staying you know hard working and you know when when you work hard like you you do you know luck you know luck meets the opportunity and then you end up making something of, of something because if you you know every day you know we're, every day you know we're living we're gonna have good days and we're gonna have bad days but if we keep our if we keep our perspective open and we're we're ready to you know approach every day in a positive light eventually you're gonna run into opportunities that mm-hmm. are going to to give you something something lucrative and i mean for like sports betting specific that that's a tough one because a lot of what is working for me right now with my approach is pretty much like self-taught and i'm not i'm not the type of person to, to toot my own horn but um i always you know i i always love learning from other people there's like always something we can learn so i think that's the most important advice i can i can give to people's you know advice that people have given me Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's hard of course it's hard to find and connect with people who are in that top percentile for earnings as professional betters because a lot are losing long term you know only about one to two percent of us are sustainably making money year end but you know even me still as the professional i am i read a lot of books watch videos of uh you know of, of different math related stuff on youtube that can help me you know adjust and, and sophisticate my models but I, you know, a book that I can recommend to the community is this uh, book called Sharper, um, mm-hmm. and it's by uh, Poker Joe. And there's a lot of good content in there, and I think a lot of people can learn from and appreciate it because a lot of what is in that book is the stuff that I currently apply myself. Okay, you're obviously one of the most renowned betters in Vegas, and that's our opinion, my opinion especially. What sort of vital steps did you take in your betting career in order to get where you are right now? 
Um, you know, giving like this sports betting thing my 100% commitment is what really th- took things to the next level. Like for me, it was a big decision at the time because you know, it you know you're going into a field where it's kind of like at the end of the day, yes, you're 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 approaching the sports betting with a, a, a mathematical advantage if you do it the correct way, but at at the same time. You know your your paycheck at the end of the week or at the end of the at the end of the month. It's not guaranteed. You know you can have good months, you can have bad months, and mm. and to me it was a big decision I had to make at the time. You know to to realize that you know, I'm going into this and you really have no guarantees, but I'm gonna go for it because I know I have the advantage and it's probably gonna work out in my in my favor long term. You just once you once you once you dedicate yourself to that, I mean you know that what you're doing is the, the you have to you have to work hard regardless of what you do you know you have to take advantage like every every opportunity that exists in the in the market in the betting market and go after it um right now i'm putting like 95 for 95 hours a week during the uh, busy season when college football and like basketball for, are overlapping mm-hmm. so i mean i i look back now and realize like that the way I used to bet is night and day difference than what I'm doing now. Like to truly call yourself a, a professional, you really have to devote yourself to this. Like you can't be distracted by other things because it really does like require your, your full attention. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I did make a, a big like risk reward decision, but it was, you know, plus EV and it's paid off so far. And in terms of bank management, bankroll, how do you manage that? So that obviously you are aware of the fact that you got you are gonna have losing weeks, losing months. Uh, but obviously you have to get out of the rot. How do you manage your bankroll in a in a case where you might be losing a few bets in a row? But then obviously, um, do you change your system or do you keep it the same way? Um, not really. I mean, I've been betting for like the way I'm doing right now for over like 15 months, and quite honestly, it's pretty our 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 bet sizing is pretty conservative compared to the um, overall bankroll simply because once you, once you've established a, a respectable or a decent sized bankroll, one, it's hard to get a lot of money down because like you, you start getting like limited or, or you're mm-hmm. just, your bankroll can't match up with the limits that are being offered at the book and being able to get all the, all the money down. But you know, you are going to have swings, but you, if you, if you, if you leave enough, you know, ammunition in your bankroll, it's going to be very hard, almost impossible to wipe yourself completely out. And mm-hmm. if you, if we do have a losing month where like, let's say, you know, at the end of the month or even in, in, in that accounting period where we've lost 25%, where I've lost 25% of my bankroll, um, then we just recalculate. But at this time, like our bankroll has reached a point where like a unit is like a, a little less than quarter of a percent. So, I mean, we just for someone who is starting off, like, let's say with 10,000, where, you know, a unit to them is like 1% of bankroll, like, let's say 100 bucks. Generally, most of the time, I'm not, you know, betting more than six units on a game. That's just the way my staking uh, formula is put together. That's what I prefer. Um, But if, like, let's say at the end of the accounting period or end of the month, you drop to like 7,500, then I'd probably recalculate just to make sure that you don't, you know, over bet based on your your bankroll size at, at the time and mm-hmm. um, keep yourself in the game because if you have the advantage then don't worry so much about losing $2,500 off 10000 just focus mm-hmm. on having the edge 
and being able to set yourself up to recover that money and then make make more on it. Great. So having a lot of clients come your way, you must be approached by people from all sorts of different backgrounds. And um, obviously, they are coming from more of an amateur position. But what sort of mistakes do you see from them that are very common amongst betters from that sort of rank? <laughs> and yeah, what's uh, what's the best advice do you give to them? I mean, let's say people... onto yeah. you. And I have $10,000 and my most common mistake is that, just as you mentioned, that person who makes $3,000 from a $100 bet is putting a lot of accumulators and high risk, high reward, but they're losing, let's just say, 10 bets in a row. Yeah. I mean, I mean, variance, variance is definitely something that you cannot avoid. I mean, even even as good as the bets you're making, like we're not psychic at the end of the day. We can't pick the winners. What our objective is, is to like know what has value and bet it accordingly based on our edge. Like that's how, that's how profits are made because, you know, think of it like this. Let me just give you an example to start off, you know, with the answer that I'm about to give you. If we flip the coin and, it, you know, the odds are 50-50 for it to land on heads or tails, I don't care if you're running the straight bet system or an accumulator. If you have to bet $5 to win $4 on a heads flip, it, it, it really doesn't matter. You can double your bet the next round, but that bet still has a negative advantage to you because no matter what you do, your expectancy on making a profit on that bet is, is non-existent. You're going to be losing every time you make that bet simply because you're not getting paid its expected value, which should be $5, an even match to your bet. So I think people enter the market like with these accumulator strategies, you know, without a without a positive EV situation. And then they just enter the market like trying to pick winners. I think that's that's a like a big mistake. Like you're not in this to, to pick winners. And I think that's just the wrong approach. If any of us like knew the outcome, you know, we'd become millionaires overnight. if We can get the money we want down on that game. So instead of like trying to predict winners, which is something you can't do. And if you could, you wouldn't be you know, wasting your time listening to this right now. But instead of betting with that perspective, what people really need to be doing is focusing on what has value and then determining optimal sizing for your bet based on your edge. I tell people all, like, all the time, you don't have to win all your bets. It's not how your money's made. Your money's made from good money management, knowing how much to risk on a bet with positive expectation, and then let the law of probability uh, work itself out in the long run. This all starts from a good mindset. So from a coaching perspective, what is the biggest challenge for you in terms of people's habits? Because people have different habits when it comes to money management or uh, understanding sports, betting approach. What is the thing that you find the most challenging in terms of changing a person a person's attitude as well as their habit? Um, you know, I, I think this involves like a little bit of everything because a good sports better or any profession in any industry should have a wide array of good habits. Um, I think one way to assist yourself in developing good habits is surrounding yourself, like whether virtually like with people on Z-Code or physically around people who have a winning mindset 
is the is the best thing like you can do for yourself because I think that that positivity will will rub off on you. If you want to be the best, observe and see what kind of things the best they're doing, and then try to pick up on those habits. If you you know like if you have a healthy bankroll, that's one step cut out for you because you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about saving to get one. Um, and then from there, the next thing I'd look into is is like setting you up and help you understand some like good money management strategies by helping you discover um, like optimal staking methods based on your betting strategy. Um, and if, if any of you are like curious as to what staking model model I primarily use, um, it's it's Kelly Criterion um, for for several reasons. But the main reason is um, this is a game of, of finding positive expected value. And I think the greater your edge, um, the greater you should bet, the more you should bet on a game um, relative to your bankroll size and setting a limit. But the gist of Kelly Criterion basically tells you to bet more when you have a bigger advantage and then it calculates an optimal percentage of your bankroll size so that you can make sure you give yourself um, the the bet size to not, you know, not risk too little, but not too much at the same time. So you don't, you know, burn your bankroll away. And thankfully, there's a lot of information on the Internet in terms of Kelly Criterion, including Z-Code. There's a number of different tutorials on how to utilize this. As for your personal opinion, do you believe that absolutely anyone can become a professional better? That's a question that, I mean, the answer would probably be yes, obviously, but let's just taking into consideration people who, for example, never made money from betting. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like the answer is obviously yes, but at the same time, it's also, it depends. So my answer is yes and no. Like you definitely <laughs> have to, <laughs> I mean, Contradiction. It's, the it's the truth because not everybody's cut out for it. Like I can, you know, like you definitely have to have the capacity and the ability to think irrationally, like have good intellect and good decision making. And if you don't have those, then it's kind of the odds are kind of against you because you're, you're going against the grain. But like, these are things that, that do take time to master. Like, most most things you have to put in the work and, and shape your mindset to think like a sharp um but there's no reason why you can't be a professional if you're willing to work at it um i don't think it's the best career choice for everyone because there's it's a lot of responsibility to make sure that uh you're you're basically relying on yourself there's no you know boss to go to go to work to or like you know your your paycheck being guaranteed at the end of the week you have to organize all this yourself so you do need a lot of good personality traits and i think if you if you want to pursue it you know it's more power to you it's definitely possible and if anyone wants to you know ask me for advice or like things that i've done along the way for a more detailed answer you guys are, are more than welcome to just my suggestion is if you want to pursue this as a professional just have good support all around to be able to sustain it long term whether that's a few you know six seven months eight months of living expenses and and things to help you swing variants in case it does, you know, come across. Um, but like, I just want to warn people, sports betting professionally is like not what you see on social media. I spend very, very little time there. I, I, I won't name any names in this podcast, but like some of those guys are really, really, really good at marketing, but they reel people in and, you know, defraud them. You know, it's, it's not right. It's not ethical. So that's just not my focus. 
you know, mm. you pay a couple hundred for it. You pay a couple hundred dollars for picks and your bankroll is maybe half of that. And I don't care how good the picks are and what, what their closing line values are. You're never going to make that money to cover the cost of your service. Um, and, and the allotted time to, you know, by the time you're ready to buy it again. So like another strong piece of advice, if you want to be successful, like don't buy picks, just learn how do a lot of research because this is more math than it is sports. If you can crunch numbers and, and know um, what, which teams are underpriced or where the market's sitting at and always getting the, the best price available, and um, you'll, you'll do well for yourself. You'll start betting like a shark. <laughs> so speaking of your systems, obviously without revealing too much, from my personal perspective, um, I remember you as the person who joined Zcode and you used to do a lot of cherry picking. And cherry cherry pick bets are basically uh, three or four bets um, put together in an accumulator with relatively low odds. But obviously, once they combine, they have higher odds. This was a very very successful system. But obviously, times times have changed. What are you working on right now, uh, if anything? <laughs> yeah, I uh, like when I was using the cherry pick system back in the back in two thousand twelve. Um, if a lot of people can remember, I was using like a lot of um, uh, reverse puck lines in hockey for a lot of favorites. And at the time, I think, you know, because of lower like totals just in general and across all sports, it was really profitable because I think that I think that the um, the reverse puck line was underpriced and not accounted for correctly for for a little bit of time because it was still new in the market. Not a lot of people were offering it. Mm-hmm. And with low totals, like you know, on Penguins games, like, back in, back in 2012, like, they were really good with Marc-Andre Fleury standing in net, um, and just, when you have a good goalie who saves at a high percentage, your variance is really low on, like, a plus one and a half at home on a favorite who's playing, uh, you know, a dog on the road, so I was using that and finding, finding good value there, but I still, I still do use the cherry in some spots if I find good value on some underpriced favorites, but, like, everyone's betting favorites now and everyone wants to like everyone's willing to pay high premium so like most of those most of those positions are not as plus ev as they used to be um i'm just right now i'm always just like betting for value it doesn't matter if it's a straight bet or like an accumulator um, i'm just getting as much as i can down on those opportunities um, but i'd say yeah 99 of my bets are straight bets and I work with one partner currently here in, in Vegas, and we discuss all our bets together. And he's very good at what he does too, and, and continues to, to get better every day. Mm-hmm. So my my area of, of expertise, like these days, is kind of more centered on like technical analysis of the market, like seeing in real time where the money's coming, and using the information to determine where the value's at, where I'm going to be betting, like which sportsbook has the best price. And then on on which team and for how much. So to wrap it up, like the name of the game is always getting the best number possible. It doesn't matter if your system is based on accumulators or like straight bets. Always shop the market. If you have like ten thousand dollar bankroll, you should be spreading that money across like five different sports books, like two thousand dollars in each one. And then whenever you have a play that you like or or find good value in then you always just want to chop the best number. You know, if you can get, if you can get, you know, 2.5 on, on, on an NBA team on the money line, 
at one book, but you can get 2.7 at another, like you should always be betting the 2.7. Like there should be no excuse for that. Mm. So just as a whole, respect the market because as, as a, as an accumulation of a bunch of opinions is always going to outweigh yours. So if you think that there is an edge in the market, um, there probably isn't because it's, it's always the, the market should be respected. I, I completely agree with you when it comes to shopping the market, because you should have at least three bookmakers, if not more in order to be able to get the best value on a single bet. Check before you place it. Um, because you are, it's gonna make a lot of difference. Yeah, that's where the profits made, honestly. Because you, you know, one bet at two point five on a money line can be break even, but two point seven is where all the profits are. So you just want to just shop the market and 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 beat bookies in moving their lines and get them before they do, because that's where you're gonna make profit. Hmm. I'm gonna ask you an interesting question. You've touched on this. Uh, throughout the course of the podcast and you've mentioned the fact that sports betting is it has a lot to do with maths but say for example my favorite sport is tennis and your favorite sport is basketball do you feel that the sport that you most connected to is the one that you are going to make most money on or do you think passion has a lot to do with sports betting well at least for the sport itself or do you think it's more to do with the analysis that you do um and the numbers <laughs> yeah it doesn't i like the the passion for the like sport and i don't think it really matters like if the pa- if the passion is motivating you to like dig deeper and do research and build your own models then that's a different story if you feel connected there and have the interest to do it yes but I think we, I think like us personally, we make good profits on NBA, um, like due to the volatility in the market from player news. I'm not sure like if you're, if you're listening to this and are aware, but every time you know an injury happens, that's it. Like within 20 seconds, the market's gonna, gonna close, and you're 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 not gonna have a, a an opportunity to to capture value there. So I think anytime a market's like volatile, where things can move fast. Um, I think that you can find good spots there for value because um, as the market's moving, um, it's usually for information and you just want to, I think most of the, the, like the big edges are made on information because information comes into the market all the time. Like if Giannis is out, like the total is going to, on a total is going to move by three and a half points minimum. Um, So like if you can, if you know that Giannis is getting, is, is, is going to be out, like snag up all the unders. Or if he's doubtful and he's going to be playing, snag up the overs because there's value there. Um, I think I think processing information in this game is, is more important than having a connection to the sport. You know, I bet I personally bet also a lot of soccer, UFC, and tennis. We're, we're pretty, pretty much profitable there just as much as we are in NBA. That's great to know. And as for your personal ongoings um are you working on any systems right now that you could share with the community and the listeners if if you're working on anything interesting that's cool exciting to talk about let us know yeah i mean i'm not really working on much systems nowadays i'm not i'm not spending much time or any time modeling um 
I'm I'm mostly like I I basically just trade the market. Like I have I have software that allows me to to shop all the lines and see where money's coming in and like how things are moving. And I just I I pretty much use more um, technical analysis and help um, help me find help me find value by reading the market. But if anybody like needs any help by constructing systems of of their own. Like I'm always, I'm always happy to help and like optimize their strategy, whether it's determining relativity or finding the best staking methods. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm just, I'm mostly trading nowadays. No, no real systems. As a whole, are you working on anything in specific? What do you, where, where do you see your career going? Yeah, I mean, college, college basketball will be done here shortly in about a, in about a month. Um, so. Like during the slow season where it's just like baseball going on and it's not really that demanding on the schedule, I want to shift my my priority and kind of spend time trying to revolutionize the the industry over the next few years because honestly I'm I'm getting sick of all these you know these handicappers on like these marketing gurus online trying to be a professional sports betters. It's it's honestly quite it's honestly quite disrespectful when you're a professional and you see stuff like that on social media because it's an insult to your business it's like imagine imagine you were you know you were a professional um an athlete and someone was like posting stuff and they're not really all that great and and they're claiming to be the best and it's just it's not right it's it's disrespectful to the industry but so with that i'm i'm happy with all the progress i've made but like money is not everything for me. Like at the end of the day, so I'd never, I'd never scam somebody or do something unethical to just to try to make money. I want like to do everything I can as a person over the next few months and years, and become like a true ambassador of this industry, like to bring value to others, um, especially like here in the United States. Sports betting is getting like legalized, and I'm sure there's gonna be so much mm-hmm. advertising from these these sports books so much marketing that and they're just gonna they're gonna suck everybody in and everyone's gonna be a victim because they're not gonna they're not gonna know what to do so i think education moving forward in the next couple of years is gonna be super valuable and i i definitely want to be part of that i completely agree with you when it comes to education because um there's no point spending new money on on the pick as you said it's very unlikely that the person who spends money on picks is going to be able to cover it long term. And above that, the money that people should be spending on is actually education because that's something that comes as a long term investment for you. And on that note, it's, it's, it was a wonderful conversation with you, Harut. Um, thank you so much for your time. And I think we will definitely try to do it sometime in the future. I wish you all the best. <laughs> thank you thank you Cheers, I, I wish the same for you and and z code as well um you guys have always been uh, good to me and anything i can do to to give to the community is, is always something that um i'll always do Thank you for listening to our Z-Code Sports Betting Podcast, where insider systems, secrets, and tools are revealed to help you win on sports betting. If you have a comment or question, make sure to visit us at www.zcodesystem.com. Download our free sports prediction tools and join our VIP club to follow winning systems from people who make a living betting sports professionally. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.